episode 036, 2014 Legends of Tron Fantasy Football Podcast. Your host, Narf Money, live at you from the 19106. And I am joined by Vigo. We're talking everything in the league, running through all the power rankings live, 1 through 12. Talking about which team in the top is going to miss the playoffs, who's going to sneak into the playoffs. Redrafting quarterbacks, running backs, wideouts, rethinking all the league, doing some Tron ranks, everything else, guys. Listen up. Narf is back after four or five weeks off. I'm joined by longtime podcast guest Vigo. What's up? Hey, Narf, welcome back. Thank you very much. I got back from Mexico a couple days ago. I am, in fact, married. It's kind of hard to believe, but it's all done. All right. Well, first of all, congratulations. All right. I'll accept that. <laughs> Second of all, um, what the hell happened to your team? <laughs> Uh, we can get to that. Um, I was going to get right. to it later. Tell but... us a little bit about your honeymoon, I guess. That should be uh, first The honeymoon was good. I would have podcasted, but no one said they wanted to. Also, I might not have really podcasted. It was really nice. There's no not, way you would have been able to do that from Mexico. Football. Although, the day after my fucking marriage, I went up against Roethlisberger, Macklin, and Gronk, <laughs> who had the first, second, and fourth highest scores of the week. I don't think it's ever happened. Three players with 40 points against me when Yoni did that two weeks ago, but whatever. Um... I, at risk of losing all credibility, and I'll be fully honest, I'm like really not prepared for this at all. Um, I think my team going forward, if the season restarted today, I think I would have a top two or three team in the league if the records were wiped out. I, you have the second, the, the I'm sorry, the 11th highest point total. Okay, I have to find the best way of saying that. I, I mean, Noah, who's way behind everyone, and then you. Okay, so agree. I got off to a rough start. I've lost some games. I've had some injuries. I think I get Calvin Johnson back this week. If he's 100%, I think my team is really, really good. Um, I don't think I'll make the playoffs. I mean, I could. i probably have to win out and then still maybe get lucky because I'm so far down on points scored. But I, I, I don't know. Like, do you, to be honest, look at my team and be objective. Like, other than tight end, where I agree it's pretty bad, where am I bad on my team? I mean, let's see. I'm over the team right now. Where Carson, Palmer, Carson Palmer, who I typically hate, isn't having a bad so, season. So let's, let's play a game, Vigo. I'm going to give you some numbers, okay? All right. Tell me which quarterback this is. Um, per game average of 23 points a game, low of 18, high of 27. Which quarterback is this? High of 27. You know, at first I was going to guess Roethlisberger. I'll guess Flacco. Okay. It's Carson Palmer. 23 points a game average and a high of 27 means he doesn't have like a couple outrageous outlier games. Like, right, he's, he's, he's sticking really to a mean. Good this year. Tw- tw- 23 points a game. Do you know where that ranks? If he, That's like fifth. He's, so, so sure, he missed three games from, or four games from a really fluky nerve injury in his shoulder. And don't even tell me that's like Carson Palmer being injury prone. Like, that's a really fluky injury. Agreed. He's been great this year. He's been great. He has. And look at Brady. 
Name me a better QB combo in the league right now than Palmer and Brady, except for Priestess, Manning, and Romo, and even that might not be better. Uh, Romo's injuries are making our argument a problem. Manning's been out of control again, although not last year. It's definitely not last year for Manning. Uh, and, yeah, he's been this year. He doesn't have the yardage this year. His touchdowns he doesn't have good. the yardage. And, De- and Denver's more vulnerable on offense this year. I mean, they had a few big games in the middle, uh, you know, in the, the five, six, seven-week range. I mean, last week, it was garbage points. In the first few weeks, they weren't really scoring all that much. Uh, you're right. So, so no. So, so, so yeah. So, I mean, let's let's finish it right now. Like, tell me where my team isn't good, other than my record and points scored. Um, my my quarterbacks are great. I mean, well, Andre Ellington is Brady's great. on by. I keep looking at Joshua Cowan and not realizing Brady's on by and thinking you can't say your quarterbacks are great when you're starting Joshua Cowan, but that happens. Okay, fair. But point. no, Brady's all right. I don't know the. I don't know that Brady's great, but he's been very good for the last oh. five weeks. I'm skeptical that he's going to keep. Go, are you kidding me? Since week four, and I get that's an arbitrary starting point. He's been by far the best quarterback in football, better than Roethlisberger over that stretch in fantasy. I agree. I'm not sure. I believe he can keep it up for the rest of the season. Why? He's had five bar- Gronk's 100. percent He's getting more chemistry with LaFell and his wideouts. The O line's better. Why can't he do this? He used to be able to do this every year. I know he didn't know he used to be thirty-seven years old or whatever he is right now. Manning's thirty-eight. That's not a. I, that's not a reason. I, I. You're right. I agree. You're right. But at the same time, hey, listen. I have a big Patriots bias. Also, that's worth noting. <laughs> okay, so so maybe Brady averages twenty-five going forward instead of thirty-five. Sure. Darth, you said it yourself, though. I mean, you're you're, you're three and six with the. 11th highest point total. The odds of you making the playoffs are very long. You need to win out. So, You're right. This, I did say that myself. What I said was if the records were wiped today, I think I have a top three team. I don't know. You haven't told me where I'm not great. We haven't even gotten to I, the White House yet. That doesn't make a top three team. I, I, I it mean, doesn't we'll, make we'll a top go, three team. I th- right we'll now, go. I think the best team in the league is probably either Priest or Hudson. Uh... And then, I mean, now i got to open up their teams also so I can go down, you know, tit for tat, but... All right, I mean, I was going to go through and do power rankings on the show later on, but... All right, just, so we can do that. No, That's... no, we're doing it right now. I mean, this is great. <laughs> like, like you, you, so I, I actually agree with Priest's team, I think, is number one, except you look at his wideouts, and they're terrible, but... They I, are pretty, they but are pretty he, terrible. But he's got quarterback and running back locked up solid, and that's enough to be, to be really good. Yeah. Um, and what what I haven't published, but I have the stats here, is expected wins where you're actually number one, Priest is number two, Yoni's way down all the way to number six. Yoni's gotten really lucky to be where he is, actually. He has gotten really lucky, but, you know, his point total is not... You know, you look at his team, his, he's got another team with n- not all that much to get excited about, but Roethlisberger has been out of control lately. Stafford hasn't had the year he's supposed to have. Jeremy Hill's overperformed. Stafford's actually been very disappointing. Yeah, he has. Des Bryant, you know, again, he's been good. He hasn't been a top three wideout the way he's supposed to be. No, Des is right number ten right now. Other yeah, than other been, than Macklin and Roethlisberger, like Yoni, and both of those are regression candidates. I think the rest of the yeah, way, like absolutely, who on Yoni's team, like his running backs are terrible. Is Yoni does are not terrible. scare me that much? His tight end isn't really much of a fantasy tight end. Well, well he, he's I think got, he's got Brock on the bench. I got to be looking more down on the bench. These bye weeks are screwing with me. Yeah. Um. I never mean, mind. He has the best tight end. Yeah, he um, does have the best tight end. What'd you and, say? And he actually just picked up Peterson, which I put a waiver claim in. I don't know. I think that's a good pickup. 
I, I don't know. Running, I mean, if there's one position player that can kind of get back into things with while being away for a long time, it's running back, you know. But uh, the question is, if you think he has, what did he play? He played one game, right? Uh, and then I think he got suspended. No, he no. played two or three, I think. Oh, no. no just, just one. One. You're right. He just played one. Played one. And he was 21 for 75, which, you know, you can't really make any sweeping conclusions from one game two months ago. All but right. I mean, the question is if you think he's going to play again this year. If you think he's going to play again this year, he's worth a bench spot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the Vikings want to incur that wrath in the middle of yet another terrible season. Um, well, I mean, they could cut him. He could go somewhere else. doesn't even have to be the Vikings. What do you mean? What do you mean? Adrian Peterson? They didn't cut him unless I'm forgetting something. No, I said they could cut him. Oh, well, they, they could. They said when this came out that they didn't want him on their, their team again. That's true. Well, I mean, they might have changed their mind. You know, if he gets cut, you know... And he's an asset. Like they could pick him up. Yeah, I mean, they could try to trade him instead of cutting him also. Um, but, but, so you Wait, think pre... No, trade deadline... No, I mean, I mean in the offseason. Like, they don't oh, have to just cut him now. They exactly. can just... But that doesn't him. do anything for this year. Correct. They can keep him on the shelf and cut him next year. Uh, and cut him... Um, or, sorry, trade him for next year. So you think Priest and Hudson are both strong. Hudson's team... I mean, Hudson's... Like, the Adrian Peterson situation just sucks. Like, I mean... he He's still a strong team despite that. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean... He's got Antonio Brown, who's awesome. Um, and Andrew Luck, who's been awesome. And, right. I mean, that that's really his team. His running backs really aren't strong, although Ryan Matthews comes back eventually. Um, eventually, Ryan Matthews comes back. Denard Robinson has looked better. and Even Jackson, I don't understand how he's starting, but again, bye weeks. Yeah, and he's got, I mean, even after Antonio Brown, he's got Alshon Jeffrey, who hasn't been great, but is still, I mean, most people would he's start solid him. solid number two. Yeah. That could be an X factor for him. And Beckham's Mike Wallace good. and Edelman. He's pretty strong in wideout, actually. I, 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 I'm even looking at Wallace's stats, and they're not too bad, but for whatever reason, I just assume that Ryan Tannehill will shit the bed every time he has to. Tannehill's been In order to really, make sure that Mike Wallace is nothing special. Really good since the original one-week loan that started this whole fiasco yeah, that we're going through right uh, now. Miami is surprising. Every team in the AFC East has been good or better, except for the Jets, who are the worst team in football. The Jets are terrible. Um, are they going to win again? So they have two potential wins left on their schedule, in my opinion, and they're both on the road. They're at Minnesota and at Tennessee. Um, you know, those are the two easiest teams they have left. I don't know if they can go and win on the road. And quite honestly, I don't know why. Why would they even want to win? So, so Rex Ryan's done after this year, right? So I don't know how much you've really been following Jets news. It's not all that interesting. Uh, not but, at all. Let's say zero percent. But Rex, oh, Rex Ryan's absolutely a goner. And their GM, who they only hired at you know before last season, is also now in a lot of trouble. The fan base is in is an open revolt against him, and the biggest reason is because the Jets' biggest weakness is their secondary. With something like twenty five million dollars in cap space left, they failed to sign like the top five cornerback uh, free agents. It was like. Um, I think Brandon Carr was out there. Donovan Rogers, Cromartie, Revis was out there. Akeem Talib was out there. There were a ton of good corner cornerbacks on the market. They signed no one. They were rumored to be looking at Emmanuel Sanders, and that didn't work out. Of course, if Emmanuel Sanders played here, he'd have a quarter of the stats he has right now. If he was, I mean, you're fine in your wideouts like Decker and well, whatever you make a Percy Harvin's contract is interesting because he's on the hook for a lot of non-guaranteed money, which is how they structure these things. Mm-hmm. But he's on the hook for like I think thirteen million dollars next year. Are were you a fan of them bringing him in? 
I was neither here nor there. At that point, my attitude was the season was... They did it, I think, at like 1-6. The season was over. Uh, you know, I wasn't really sure why they did it. But, I mean, if they keep him... If they, as long as they keep him for next year. If they brought him in this year, they gave him a sixth-round draft pick so he could play on the team and do nothing for one of the worst teams in the AFC. I don't know what the point was. If they fully intend to pay his contract next year, then, I, then I'm fine with it. Because then they gave up a fourth-rounder for a year and a half of him. Yeah, but I mean, do you want him on your team? Like he's there's apparently he's terrible yeah, I mean, in the locker. This happens every time somebody gets traded. The team that traded him goes on the offensive with the media. I, I don't know. No, there was shit about that in Minnesota too, though. They did say that, but they also traded him. I, I don't know if this is teams trading and looking for a justification or if he right, really well, fine. That's, that's two teams that have traded what a lot of people call one of the most talented wideouts in the league. Like okay. there's. You're right. It's definitely disconcerting. No, I agree. I think he's pretty. His talent's always been overrated. Uh, first of all, like I don't. I think he's. I think he's good. I don't think he's like electrifyingly special, like people make him out to be. Oh, so having him on my fantasy team this year, I kind of watched him more than I ever have before because I don't watch many Vikings and Seahawks games. And the thing about him is that you can't really try. Teams don't try to get him the ball outside of ten yards. And I don't know if that's because they feel that his talents are best utilized inside 10 yards or because he just can't get open down the field. But even the Jets, who have a complete dearth of wide receiving talent, don't throw him the ball for more than five yards away from the line of scrimmage. No, no team no team ever has. They never they never send him deep, um, which seems like a mistake to me. I mean, you don't, seems like it. you don't have to be a big guy. Like, if you're just quick enough, like Antonio Brown, Deshaun Jackson, like, those guys can get open deep. It's not just I, like a I, jump I, ball I, I game. can't be like a Torrey Smith-type player. I don't get it. He could be a straight-line runner that just burns past people. Yeah. He definitely has the speed. I don't know if his top speed is that that good. I think it's more his quickness that is, is really what, like, separates him. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Long story short, though, in my opinion, I think everyone within the Jets organization needs to be fired. The thing that I find amazing is that their general manager from two regimes ago is actually the head of their their scouting department. Really? He fires a general manager and keeps him up for the next 10 years as the head of scouting. Is that um, Mike Tannenbaum or is that someone no, else? No, no, that's uh, Bradway. Terry Bradway. <laughs> they kept him on. Wait, so like... He kept him on for 10 years after firing him. Did he take a break for the team and come back or he just basically no, got they demoted? Just signed him within the organization and they never let him go. And given the fact that the Jets have had some horrible drafts, I mean, it seems like this guy just may not know what he's doing at all. Yeah, possibly. So, okay. all right, so... Anyway, yeah. What do you think about Sanchez starting so, for, for say, segues for Jets. At the end of the year? You can talk me out of this. You can tell. You can say whatever you want. You know way better than me. I've always thought Sanchez is a little underrated. I think right. he can be competent starting quarterback. He's won road playoff games. I think I, I'm like as a backup quarterback. I think he can do a lot, lot worse. You want to know the truth? I think he's going to play well, and he's going to earn himself a starting job next season because of, of how well he plays with the Eagles. The Eagles have a lot of talent. A decent offensive line and a coach that actually knows how to call an offense. And, and he's they, not that bad a quarterback. You just got to know how to. Eat. There are plenty of guys who aren't terribly accurate twenty yards down the field who are good NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean Chip Kelly makes the offense very easy for the quarterback to, to, yep. to execute. Like there's not there's no pre snap reads. It's super easy decision making. Yep. Um, I agree. He can probably do it. I mean, even from a fantasy perspective, like I forget it was maybe three years ago. Sanchez finished like tenth amongst quarterbacks. Like he had one he's, year where he had good, he had some rushing touchdowns, decent rushing numbers, and like he was all right fantasy wise. He has the potential to be a top fifteen fantasy quarterback down the stretch here, just by virtue of playing in Chip Kelly's offense. 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. Just, Foles there's not, just enough volume there. Foles has not been good this year at, at, at football, and he's been putting up fine fantasy numbers. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say is from what I read after Foles went down is that is that your GM is just not that high on Foles. If Sanchez really plays well and takes you guys to the playoffs, he might be back for another season. I don't know about that. I, well, you know, well, you're right. It's possible. Foles is the reports coming out this past, and I don't know if it's a bargain thing or what. Is that they don't plan to give Foles a long term deal, you know? And Foles has always been weird. He was, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not that he good. was brought in as kind of like a project guy, and then, you know, Vic fell apart, and people were calling for Foles, and he came in, and he wasn't that great. And then last year, he had a really good season in a really good offense that, like you said, just makes it ridiculously easy for quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 even this year, like, with how easy it is, like, this year, he's, he's taking way too many hits and sacks. He's been really indecisive. Like, I, I don't... Like, three interceptions in one game this year, didn't he? Yeah, as opposed to two all of last year. Last year. Yeah, I know. Um, so, I, I'm not a huge Foles fan. If we had another option... I really wouldn't mind. I, like, I wouldn't want to not sign him and go into the next season with Mark Sanchez as my starting quarterback. Have the Eagles start tanking now. They can draft Marcus Mariota and oh, uh, bring him back with Chip Kelly. Dude, the Eagles are a playoff team, man. Um, the D'Amico yeah. Ryan's injury hurts. The Eagles are winning that division. Cowboys are going to collapse, I think, actually. They are. I mean, well, Romo's hurt again, and the Cowboys always do this. Yeah, well, they don't always get to 6-1, and one, but they do always. They still, but they always find a way to blow it. Uh, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. Like, they're still 6-3. and three. They still have... I mean, they still have a very good chance. They get the win this week because they're playing, like, Jacksonville, I think. Yeah, that's the London game also. So that should, yeah, be, that so should be a guaranteed win. Is that one at, like, 10 a.m. again? Or no, that's normal time. time. That's normal time. They only did one at, like, the 9 a.m. I don't know if you were around that day because it was so close to your wedding. or it, it, was, been, it was the day it was after the my day, wedding. It was, like, the day of your wedding, wasn't it? The day after. No. Oh, yeah, the day after. It was right. a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it was Sunday, obviously. Oh, I wasn't thinking there. So, right. That was great. Um, yeah, I didn't actually follow or pay attention. No, no, but I'm saying, time. waking up and having football be on it, like... Yeah, there were, there were people... Eight I, in the morning, that was fun. I heard great things. I mean, it's, it's just a fourth round, so there's just four straight games you can watch. It, it also happened to be a very strange but fun game because Atlanta jumped out to that huge lead and then promptly shat the bed. Oh, right, that's when they got up 21 nothing, right? And then... Oh. And lost twenty two, and they also found a way. Detroit found a way to like accidentally win that game with the field goal thing at the end. Yeah, those, those teams. I mean, Detroit's actually six and two, but they haven't looked good. Um, and but, Atlanta's but, terrible. They'll make the playoffs amongst a very weak NFC wild card field. Um, that's true. Uh, well, well, let's. I mean, the Eagles and the Cowboys are both first place slash wild card contenders. How we? It, de- it depends on if the Niners are done or if they come on because you have to I, assume I Se- you have to done. assume Seattle's in, even though they haven't looked good. But I, I think they'll. Uh, yeah, still get I was going to say, and I'm not sold on Seattle. Oakland made that too much of a game last week. I agree. Like they've looked, they've had a couple good games. The Green Bay game, they were good. They beat Denver. They looked good. Other than that, I don't think they've really done anything. Yeah. Well, I mean. So right now, the the NFC playoff picture has Dallas and Seattle as the uh, as the wild cards. Detroit's in first, and Green Bay's on the outside looking out, or on the outside looking in rather. So, and then after that, it's San, San Francisco, who I don't think is very good, and a bunch of teams that are kind of done either by virtue of record or talent. So, 
you know, it comes down to either Green Bay or Detroit, and then Seattle and Dallas and Philly. Like, of those teams, somebody's not making it. You're right, and it'll probably be Dallas. So you're uh, right. So that's what I'd love to see. I mean, I don't think anybody wants Dallas to make the playoffs. So, so you're right. Detroit probably gets it in that way. Um, Detroit's I mean, an easier schedule down the stretch, probably, given that they get to play the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, yes, good, good point. I'll still play the Packers twice, I think. I don't think they played Green Bay yet. They're hosting Miami this week, which theoretically should be a good game. I can't believe that the Dolphins are actually having a decent season. Yeah, are they? Are they for real? Are the Bills for real? The Bills can't be. For they're real. both five and three. I mean, they're gonna. Somebody's gonna take wins off the other one. Yeah, they're both five and three. Fucking Cleveland has a good record. Um, Cle- the AFC is interesting, actually. Kansas City is looking better than I thought they would. The last few years, Cleveland's been looking up because they have a decent defense, and with Josh Gordon, you know. They have Josh Jordan and Jordan Cameron, so they've got some decent guys to go catch the ball. They've got a decent defense, and... I, mean, I don't think there's any guarantee Josh Gordon is what he was last year, even if he plays. No, probably not as good as... La- I mean, last year was unreal. Right. But, I mean, he obviously gives... He already gives a decent offense a pretty big boost. Okay, fair point. Um, That's the thing to me. All right, so, so let's get... They signed Hawkins, right? So they've got another decent yeah. basket. All right, so so let's get back back on track a little bit. This is kind of jumping all over the place. But I haven't done a podcast in a while, so I don't even really remember what to do. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. So one thing I wanted to do um, is let's pretend we're drafting today for the rest of the season, okay? Start, starting today. All let's right. go through quarterback, running back, wide out, and take the first five players at each position who you would draft... That's interesting. Going starting today for the rest of the season, so we can alternate like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Okay, so I'm going to pull up um, uh, stats so far for. Let's start, so we'll start with quarterbacks. Um, I was going to say I need to pull up the list of all players. Yeah, just yeah. So I can pull, see. pull up the list. I mean, quarterbacks yeah. are the easiest, and see what they've done. Um, I'll, I'll give you the choice if you want first pick or second pick. I'll go second here. I'll let you call the first quarterback. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. So I don't know if it's that obvious because, I mean. Like I, I'm really high on Brady, but I, I would, I would still take Andrew Luck first starting today. I think I think he's been that good. Yeah, I was gonna say I I don't know if it's Luck or Manning. I I think it's Manning over Brady just because Manning has more weapons. Okay, so so I'm taking Luck first. You think Manning second pick? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, third, I I'm thinking Brady or Rodgers here. I I don't I don't think Bree, Breeze has not been that good this year. Um, no, he hasn't. His numbers aren't terrible. Like he's averaging twenty three and a half a game. Um, but I will actually say I'll say Aaron Rodgers three for the rest of the way. And so then I would take Brady. Brady four. Yeah, the fifth one is tough because so you got was, a bunch of not full options here. Okay, so this was not a setup to like get you. But you just said Tom Brady's the fourth best quarterback going forward. So I did. I didn't say. No, it was not a setup. Before, I didn't say that that he hasn't been good, and I'm still skeptical. But based on the performance, I mean, you're, you're basically my understanding is you want to do it based on what you've seen so far. Yeah. You know, the last five weeks, he has been has he been the top or has he been you know top three? I think he's you got can... he's got scores of 23, 37, 25, 38, and thirty four. That's really, really good. good. That's he threw really like good. eighteen touchdowns to one pick over that span. Yeah. yeah, and that interception was meaningless too. 
Um, I, I didn't see it, but yeah. How does he throw three interceptions in, in, in nine games? I've never had a quarterback that's like that. He's, so, I, mean, I mean, Brady's always been the best. At like t- Him and Rodgers are TD to interception ratio. I, I, I know, but I mean, Geno Smith threw three interceptions <laughs> in passes two weeks ago. I, I feel bad for that. That's incredible. That's bad. Um, I agree. For three interceptions in nine games. All right, so you took Brady fourth. Let's actually go to top ten for quarterback. Because quarterback All is right. interesting. Um, so number five here, I haven't really thought past the first four. Um, I'm not going to go Roethlisberger. I don't think, like, you can't argue with what he's done, but I, I don't see that lasting. Um, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've been offered Roethlisberger in trades earlier in the year and laughed at the thought, so. You know what? I would actually. I gotta go Breeze here. I don't think I could put him much lower. That's fair. Um, in spite of his mind-bogglingly terrible performance last week, I'd still take Philip Rivers. Interesting, because they're San Diego is falling apart. They are falling apart, no question. But he's looked very good. I don't know what the hell happened last week. Did you see any of the game? Just on like what Red Zone was showing. So he finished with negative point eight, which is a really hard score for a quarterback to play the whole game. Yes, it is. I mean, he didn't play the whole game. They they benched him in the fourth, I think. But still, he played long enough that he should have come away with at least you know a positive score. Yeah, no, very very good point. Um, so you take River sixth. Um, yeah. Now it gets interesting. Um, now, now the field has really thinned out this year. I, I know. So I've always been a Romo fan, but this is not his season for fans. No, it's not. You know who I might take? Because, uh, I'm going to feel stupid. I'm going to say Matt Stafford because Calvin Johnson's back, and that makes a huge difference in that it offense. It does. Yeah. Reggie Bush is healthy also. And then I'm going to go Stafford. He, he hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been good yet. But there's no one else I like that much. I don't like any of these guys that much, and it kills me to even say this, but I take Flacco next. The Ravens' offense is actually overperformed to this point. No, you can't take Flacco over Roethlisberger. We haven't said Roethlisberger yet. Oh, we have, you're right. We haven't said Roethlisberger. I apologize. I didn't realize he was still there. You're right. Then I would have to take Roethlisberger 8. So Roethlisberger 8. Okay. And I'll just, it's hard to keep track of who's been taken, actually. So I'm not taking Flacco 9. There's no fucking That's chance. That's fair. The obvious candidates here would be um, Russell Wilson, maybe, although he's been terrible. He has been terrible. Three of his last four games. He just has a 46-point game in there. Um, Matt Ryan? No. The, Cutler's been bad. Yep. Um, you know, Cap- you've had Kaepernick two years in a row now. You obviously like him, but I <laughs> I, I <laughs> never do. Cam Newton is he's not... Um, he's not Cam Newton's underperforming. Dalton's underperforming. I, I'm gonna. Uh, this is why I said. This is why I said Flacco. I'm going. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I should. Easy, easy. My boy Carson Palmer. I don't even think it's close. That's true. That's true. Palmer's not there. I'm just looking down the list and seeing if there's anybody better than... If I can talk myself into anybody being better than Flacco on this list. I mean, RG3's playing again if you have any... Yeah, that's favorite. nice. Kyle Orton has Kyle Orton, terrible. I was about to say, I'm looking at Kyle Orton's stats and I'm thinking... 20, 21, 18, 28. That's not bad. It's not. With Sammy Watkins? But but if you were and really... He's got, with, but he, he's got a little bit of a tough schedule going down the stretch. He's got to play the Chiefs. He's got to play in Miami... He's got to play in Denver, he's got to play Green Bay, and he's got to play in New England. That's five hard games in the last eight, which is why the Bills won't be a contender. Yeah, I mean, be real. If you could trade Kaepernick for Orton straight up right now, would you do it? No. Right, so right. you'd take Kaepernick over Orton. I would take Kaepernick over 
over Orton, but I still think I'd take Flacco over Kaepernick just based on the way they played relatively this year. Yeah, you know who's Kaepernick, been... Kaepernick's problem is that he will have a, a terrific game and then he will just be unwatchable. Yeah, he'll. I mean, I think he hit three hundred yards was once. Unwatchable variety. So week six, he had three hundred yards, which I actually think was the first time in his career. And like we play in a league where that's like a, a, a important number to hit. So it is. You know what his biggest problem is, other than the fact that he's a moron, is that he his offensive line is just underrated in how bad it is. Yeah, I, I was reading I about that today, how bad so. San Francisco's O line had gotten. That used to be one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's hurting Frank Gore, it's hurting Kaepernick. You know who's been sneaky, actually not bad, and again, it, it kills me to say this, but Eli has been coming on for fantasy. For fantasy, yeah, but man, re- real life. But you're right, I mean, he's he's got two mid twenty scores in a row. He got crushed by the Eagles that night, which was a month ago, but still. All right, I mean, that so, was embarrassing for them. So, so make your, so who are you debating between Flacco... Kaepernick, and Russell Kaepernick, Wilson, maybe, or, or no? Is, is Russell Wilson in that mix for you, or no? No, I, I'm sticking with Flacco only because the Ravens' offense is, has overperformed. You know, I, I mean, I still think he's terrible. I still think that he has the worst contract of any quarterback in football. But this season, oh, I don't know, he's, 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 he's only respectable. All right, so let's see if we can recap that. We went Luck, then Manning, yeah, then Rodgers, then Brady, then Breeze. Those yeah. were easy. Then you went River six. Mm-hmm. I think I went Stafford seven. You did Roethlisberger eight. Um, I might move Roethlisberger over Stafford actually if I was redoing that. Um, yeah. And then Car- Carson Palmer nine, Flacco, Flacco ten. Mm-hmm. And we didn't. So out of the top ten, Matt Ryan, um, Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, Cutler. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You could, I mean, you, we didn't even think of Tannehill. And actually, if you look at Tannehill's last, like, three or four, five games, he's been really good, too. Yeah. All right. You want to do it for running backs? It gets, yeah, let's, let's do it. It, let's it gets harder. I'll, I'll give you the first pick for running back because I just had it for quarterback. Um, All right. I, I mean, assume you're I, going with your boy. I was going to say, he fell into my lap, but I have to take DeMarco Murray. He is unreal. I mean, his 100-yard well, game streak got snapped last week at what? At eight. Yeah. Um. Definitely can't argue with anything he's done. Um, if Romo's hurt, though, and Whedon runs that offense, that That's really, from... really hurts his fantasy value. Well, Romo's supposed to play this week, but if he doesn't, they're still playing Jacksonville. Okay. And they're on bye. So Romo theoretically has three weeks to get back for a game in the Meadowlands. Um, if the Giants are facing the Cowboys and Romo's on the bench, Murray's in a, in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, so so Murray won, can't argue. Yeah. I think I will go Matt Forte, too, if I was drafted yeah, right that's now. Yeah, that's the obvious choice next. Um, number three, Foster's banged up. He's been great. Yeah, I, you up. know what? I can't believe Foster is back to being a top three running back points-wise this year. I, I thought he was done. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone did. I don't know how he's come back this way, but, uh, yeah. Um... I mean, <clears throat> Marshawn Lynch, I think maybe a few weeks ago I would have been higher on, but all this nonsense that's happening lately. Well, he's coming off his first good game in a while. I know. That's the thing. He had three bad games in a row, and then he just ran wild a little bit on the Raiders. But, but... the other thing, he hasn't hit 100 yards since week one, and he needs those, he, he needs those yardages because he, yeah. he doesn't catch passes. 
Um, he doesn't catch passes, and before last week, he only had three touchdowns in eight games, in seven games. Yeah. So that's that's not exactly inspiring. I wouldn't go um, much there. So, I mean, I'm looking at us. Lacey is disappointed. You know who I think is up there? If you don't take him three, I'd take him four, actually. Is uh, Jamal Charles is, is looking very good again. He's come back nicely, you know, again with the injury. I don't I don't know what the hell's with him, but yeah. So who you you want to say Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I Le'Veon Bell or or Ellington. Um Bell's been a little bit better than Ellington, but Ellington's been really good too. Bell's been better than Ellington. Yeah. Uh, is that your pick, Vigo? No, no, yeah, definitely Bell. Okay, Bell. I'm going to go Jamal Charles for. Um, I think I would take him going forward over anyone else left on the board. And then I would do Ellington 5. Um, really? Like, Ellington over over Foster, Lynch? Yeah, Lynch that. again, not a, Foster's going to get hurt. Bradshaw's been really good coming back. I agree. Man. Bradshaw's... And, I mean, that offense... He's not getting a ton of touches, but he's got... He's, he's been getting... He's been putting up decent points, mostly. No, Bradshaw's up there. Um, you know who's up there also is... I think, um, if you look at Shady, I mean, he's been really disappointing, but his last four games, 80-150, 80-117, he gets 20 carries every game. You can't say that for a lot of guys. If he just right. scores... He's no touchdowns this season. If he gets a couple touchdowns, I still think he could have a big second half of the year. Yeah. I mean, is he catching a lot? I'm not watching many Eagles games. Is he catching a lot of balls? Because that's always been one of his big No, things. Sproles has taken that away a little. The, the last couple of games are two, three, and one, his last three games. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's, he's one touchdown on the season. That's like, that's his, his yardage, it's not great. It's not terrible. Um, he just doesn't have any touchdowns, and he's not Did catching he get balls. hurt week four against San Francisco? No, he hasn't been hurt at all. He just that was his, touches for 17 yards. That was, the, that was the low point of the season. His week three, he had .2 points. Week yeah, four, 1.7. Well, he had 29 carries for 39 yards in two weeks. That's got to be the worst two-game stretch of his career by a wide margin. I'm sure, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Anton knows that very well following him <laughs> this year. Um, so what do we say So for the running backs? We went Murray... Uh, Forte. So those were both first round picks. That's not. That doesn't seem crazy if you said the beginning of the season those two. But after that, we went Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Charles. Actually, none of that seems unreasonable until we get to Ellington. Yeah, Ellington was a second or a third round guy. Uh, he was a fourth round guy. Actually, I, I drafted him. But because you like you you want you think it's been a really weird year for running backs, and I guess it has when you look it at, has been. when you look at who's in the top ten and you see Ahmad Bradshaw, Justin Forsett, Lamar Miller, Andre Ellington. Um, I guess Geo makes sense. Um, it's also just been a very injury-laden year, so you're getting, you know, people aren't playing, you know, up to expectations. Yeah. Um, not McCoy. I don't know what the hell has happened to McCoy. Uh, the Eagles, it's, I don't know. I, I He wasn't going to do what he did last year. Like, it's just another year with people playing against the Chip Kelly offense being used to it, but... I, I guess, but you know what? He's always, you know, to me, I if I were picking, yeah, I picked 12th again this year. But I, I would have taken him second overall coming into this season. Um, I would have taken him. Where did I have in my running backs? I had Peterson first, and then McCoy yeah. as my running backs. I think. I mean, if you had Charles over him, there would have been no shame in that either. But. Agree. Um, and and Forte, who was kind of consensus number four of those four, is right. had the best season. Well, right. He hasn't beat his kid, or gotten hurt, or fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, 
Sure, you can say all that, um, but even if those players no, are still no, playing... He's having a very good year. <laughs> look at Forte's last five of 22, 29, 32, 26, 30. Like, that's yeah. number one running back status, no matter who else is playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, um, so let's do some wideouts. Yeah. I kind of like doing this, actually. Um, this is interesting. You want the first pick or the, uh, or the second pick? I'll take second this time. I had first last time. All right. Um, so... I think I have to say Antonio Brown. I don't even think. I guess it's probably not even that close. I, I guess you could say Demarius maybe, but I, I would go Antonio. That's who I'm going to say too. But w- would you have gone Demarius number one if you had the number one pick? I, I was struggling thinking about it in the last few seconds leading up to this. I mean, Demarius's stats are hurt by the fact that he didn't decide to start playing until October. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure why that is, but he had... He had scores of 6.8, 14.7, and 7.1, and then well, a bye. Well, one of those was against Seattle when they were good. Right, and that's fine. But the other, but, but since since that very mediocre stretch, yep. it's gone 44.6, 26.4, 36.1, 17.5, And over 100 and, yards every time. And over 100 yards every time. And the 17.5 and the 19.2, if he'd caught a touchdown, it wouldn't have even been close. You yeah. know, he, did, he happened to not catch touchdowns in those games. Right. Uh, you, you, you can't really argue having Demarius. You know, I think the thing about Demarius, and I'm looking at Brown's receptions for you know Demarius catches the last two weeks notwithstanding more balls than than Brown does. Okay, but Brown obviously Demarius they run a lot of those screens on him. He goes deep, but they run a lot of those screens and intermediate range things. Brown is more of a deep guy. Wait, did you say Demarius catches more balls than Brown, or the other way around? No, Demarius catches more than Brown. No, look at Brown's last four are seven, nine, ten, and eleven receptions. I said the last few weeks, notwithstanding, but you know, early in the season he was catching fives and sevens and a ten, uh, ten in the middle. But Demarius has gone. I would take Antonio. Eight, ten, eight, eight, seven. If, if we were going to pure receptions the rest of the way, I'd go Antonio Brown easy, personally. All right. Um, but all right, so I, I'm going Brown one. You're going Demarius two. You know what? I'd still go. You know what? I'll tell you this. Thinking about, it, I'd still go Brown over Demarius, and the reason is because Emmanuel Sanders' role is getting bigger every week. Um, okay, I mean, in, in Pittsburgh, those other wideouts are like Martavis Bryant and I know uh, Marcus Wheaton are starting to show Emmanuel up. Emmanuel Sanders, wow, he is really good. I agree. He wasn't that good in Pittsburgh, though. He was pretty good, but he was kind of playing a second fiddle to Brown and. You know, Roethlisberger, as good as he's been lately, is not Peyton Manning. Um, and Pittsburgh's offense isn't quite so much pass first either. You're right. But, uh, uh, but man, he's he's going to earn himself so much money this offseason. I really wanted the Jets to try to sign Sanders this year, too. And now I just feel even worse that they didn't. Yeah. Well, you got Eric Decker instead. Um, yeah, great. All right, so I'll, I got number three. Let's go to ten on wideouts also because they're more interesting. Running backs weren't interesting. Um, yeah. You know who I'm going to go three? Because keeping in mind, just going forward, I'm going to say Calvin Johnson. I don't, like, he hasn't well, played yeah. in a while, but you know what he is. Right. Right. If we're if we're drafting going forward and not ranking the first half the players have had, yep. then I would definitely take Calvin Johnson. All right. So um, we got him three. You're up four. four. Yeah. Um, And that's where I'd go with T.Y. Hilton because Andrew Luck has – only going to get better as this season goes on. I think that's high for him. I, I don't... I mean, he's good, and I loved him last year when he won me some games, but he's so small. 
I guess he's catching balls, though. Yeah. He catches balls, and Luck finds a way to get him the ball really often. Okay. Um, T.Y. Hilton is fine at number four spot. I'm thinking A.J. Green, but I'm not sure if he's back 100% or not. And Andy Dalton looks terrible tonight, and I hate Andy Dalton so much. Yep, yep. And he's having another Andy Dalton game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where he's got two picks, I think, so far in the first half. Oh, and that was almost the third, except T.J. Oh! Are you ahead of me? I just saw that. I guess I'm ahead of you by a couple of seconds. Aren't we both watching on NFL Network? That was Tayshawn Gibson. I thought that was T.J. Ward. Um... Wow, he just threw it right to him. Where the oh hell was that ball going? God. Yeah, that's the oh worst job. He overthrew him. He overthrew that ball by five yards clear. Yeah, I can't give AJ number five because of that. No, um, not I, that pass. You know, I'm trying to decide between Jordy and Randall Cobb who I'd rather have, and okay. I'm gonna say. I think I'm gonna say Randall Cobb. Actually, I think he's a better all around. Player. He is. He's a better all-around player. Um, I'm going to say I'd take Randall Cobb 5. I think Rodgers and Packers are going to have a really big second half of the year. I mean, they've had a big first half, too. Right. Um, all right, Randall Cobb going 5. Yeah. I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders 6. I've been watching every Broncos game because I have two of their, their wideouts, and Sanders is making me pull my hair out because Manning early in the season was throwing into him every so often, and now he's become... A possession guy that actually gets big yardage. Oh, man. I, Sanders has been going insane lately. Ever, you know, the last two games have been crazy, especially that that Thursday night game against San well, Diego. Nine for one. It was all over the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Man, there are so many good wide. He's actually is... a very similar receiver to Antonio Brown in the skills that they bring. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting how I guess that, that maybe is why he didn't thrive in Pittsburgh. Is like. Basically, everything he does, Antonio Brown does a little bit better. Right, and you can't have two guys doing the exact same right. thing. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, all different roles. All right, so you go Brown sixth. I might go back to the Packers and say Jordy Nelson seven. Um, I- I'm not going with Macklin. Um, because I'm amazed at how long you're leaving Macklin on the board. No, I, I, you know, I've said it before. I I don't think he's that, that good. I, I get it that the system makes him put up good numbers, but... Mark Sanchez is now throwing the ball, even though that happened last week. I'm, th- I'm thinking Jordy. I'm thinking A.J. Green. Dez is still on the board. Uh, Julio Jones had a couple of bad games, but he's still on the board. There's a ton of good wide receivers this year. Brandon, Brandon Marshall said it. Uh, I think he's a little done. Um, I'm going to go Jordy, actually, at 7. All right. Speaking of Sanchez, did you see the Eagles game last week? No. You didn't see any of it? I did Sanchez not. came in the game... I, I guess it must have been early second quarter. And he got to third and goal on like the 10 or 12 yard line, something like that. And he threw a ball. And when he threw it, it looked like he just threw it out the back of the end zone. And it turned out to be a completely perfect pass. Oh, actually? Uh, yeah, I think Matthews caught it. It was literally, he was the only one that could have made it. It was thrown just at his wingspan above his head so that only he could have caught it. And I was just stunned because I think it was the best throw I'd ever seen Mark Sanchez make. And he'd been in the game for maybe five minutes. He's, he's an eagle, man. He's going to be yeah, good. I'm telling you. So yeah, I, I'm just ready to pull my hair out when he plays well. So you just took – I'm sorry. Who did you just take? I took Jordy Nelson seven. I took Jordy Nelson. Um, We've got Macklin, t- yeah, so AJ that, Green, Julio on the board, Steve Schmidt. Schmidt who's been awesome lately. Dez. Yeah, I mean – 
too. I think I would take Dez at if I were drafting. I'd take Dez at this point. Dez is such a physical force. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the same logic, and I'm gonna say Julio Jones nine. Right, I, it's totally reasonable. And even that might be too low. Like, I mean, I, I'm a little biased because he's on my team, and I like him a lot. But right. if if the if the O line can just protect Matt Ryan at all, like it's it's really hard to stop Julio Jones. Right. No, absolutely. So you got the last pick here. Yeah, and I would take Deshaun. Deshaun? Yeah. Real over Macklin, over AJ Green, over Brandon Marshall, and yeah, Alshon. Everyone still out there? I would still take him. So yeah, so that's wide receivers. Are we just for tight ends also? Uh, I, I, if, do you want to? I don't know if it's that interesting outside. Yeah, it's not as interesting. I mean, there are three good tight ends, and then a bunch of. I mean, I think ends. I think we would both go Gronk number one. Yeah. Um, I would go Jimmy Graham too. Maybe you would say Julius, but I'd say Julius. Again, biased. Look at Julius's yardage, though. It's really yeah. It's, it's not there. I don't know. Again, it's because there's so many mouths to feed on that team. Yeah, and if the Saints come on, I mean, they haven't looked good, but I don't know. I mean, they, they're still going to win the division. Like they're going to be playing meaningful games, almost definitely. Like Jim, right. Jimmy Graham's a, a more a much bigger part of that offense than Julius Thomas is. Uh, absolutely. Um, the Broncos have a nice, easy stretch coming up. They've got Oakland, St. Louis, and Miami at home. Rams D is not bad. It's not You're bad. a Rams fan, aren't you? No, my brother's a Rams uh, fan. Yeah, same thing. Um, St. Louis isn't as bad as people think. No, I mean, they just won. To, they just beat San Francisco. Yeah, when, when Kaepernick fumbled the, the game away. Yeah, that uh, was yeah. disturbing. Okay. okay. So, yeah, Haunt me. We don't need to go tight end after that. Um, I, don't, I don't even know who I would choose, honestly. Um, well, actually, now I'm interested, so I'll take a look. Oh, yeah, Antonio Gates has been good, but... Mm. But like you said, that team is starting to circle the drain. I might go Greg Olson, but even that just seems too high. Travis Kelsey is interesting. Yeah, but... Would you really take him fourth amongst tight? Like, oh, I, I mean, to me, after you get past those top three, all these guys. I mean, look at tight ends. Vernon Davis is on the waiver wire. Like, yeah, and he was what an early pick for you, I think, right? Yeah, I needed to. I needed his roster spot, and he's been miserable. Yeah, so you. And he was hurt. He had a big first week, which was good. I had him in for that game, fortunately, and then just garbage afterwards. So usually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he had 5.40, Yeah, he's, I mean, it's you see the name on the waiver wire, and it, like, makes you jump for a second, and then you look at the numbers, and, yeah, I mean, right. he's, he doesn't need to be on. There. Um, so usually I ask guys about their, their, like, draft strategy and their team at the beginning of the podcast, but we've been kind of going all over the place. So tell me what you think about your team right now, though. So you're 7-2. You're, are, yeah. you, are you number one in points scored? Yeah. And your first and expected wins. So right I mean, now I'm not you, tenths you, of a point ahead of Hudson on the point scored. All right. So how are you feeling? I mean, you are starting Michael Vick. Yeah. Um, so I mean, my team. The the problem with my team, and I think somebody said this to me at some. I can't remember who said it. it might have been Hudson. At some point during the season, just told me that my team can be the best or the worst team in the league on any given day. Um. Unfortunately, I kind of rely a lot on on big games in Denver. 
and to a lesser extent, which is really sad, on the Jets' offense at least being mediocre. I mean, relying um, on Denver to, to have a good fantasy team is really not a bad place to be in. No, it's not that bad a place to be. You're right. I'm starting Michael Vick. I'll tell you that my draft strategy coming in, um, you know, quarterback, I, I kind of, you know, I picked Kaepernick because I felt he was the best available when I got to that point and I had to take a quarterback. I don't know that I necessarily would have gone down this road again. The nice thing about Kaepernick is that he runs, and, and, and this was my theory with both guys, taking him and taking Geno, was that they may not throw for a ton of yards, but they'll make it back, you know, a few extra points on the ground. No, running quarterbacks are great for fantasy if they stay healthy. If they stay healthy. And if they don't get benched like Geno. Yeah, Geno, as terrible as he was, and I'm not here to make excuses, Geno's first few weeks, he got 13 points, 19.4, 20.8, and then a few weeks down the line, he threw for another 15 points and 17 points, and in between, he had some pretty bad games. No, I, um, he was he was fine. He was nothing to get excited about, but he was fine, and he, he was perfectly serviceable as a QB, too. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, oh. Uh... He's, he's a low-end QB. He's still volatile. Though. Like, he'll have big games, and he'll have, like, single-digit games. That kills yeah, you absolutely. to get a single-digit game out of your quarterback spot. Yeah, and again, this was heading into the draft, just being an overly optimistic Jets fan. I thought that he was going to not necessarily be great, but at least turn a corner be average this year. <clears throat> and I figured an average-running quarterback as a QB2 is perfectly fine. Now, unfortunately, he slipped to well below average, and that's why he's on the bench. Um... I picked up Ryan Mallett off the waiver wire this week. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I, I don't... I, You're not you know going to play him over Vic, are you? I saw that he had been now announced the starter next week, and I thought, he can't be any worse than Vic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there was there were three. There was Mallett, there was McCown, and there was Sanchez on the waiver wire, th- waiver wire three new starters for this week. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean... Houston's not a bad team, and he's got a pretty big arm. But he, you know, he could be he could he could want to be a nice pickup, or he could be back on the waiver wire in three weeks. Uh, I have no idea. I don't yeah, know. What if I had to go on, I'd guess he's back on the waiver wire. But you don't Probably, know. But you know, my, my attitude towards him is we're going to see what Michael Vick does this week against Pittsburgh. You know, the, the the nice thing about the Jets, you know, is that. They're so bad that the the opportunity for garbage points is there if they can actually go get them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Last week they... Should be this week for sure. This week, absolutely. This week the opportunity is going to be there. They're going to be home against Pittsburgh's not terribly good defense, but very good offense who are going to be up three touchdowns at halftime. And you'd like to think that they can do something with the opportunity just to run up the score a little. Um Last week, the big problem for Vic was that, one, they were on the road in Kansas City, which is not an easy place to play. And two, Kansas City was never <clears> – <throat> there was never any doubt they were going to win the game, but they never really broke it open the way they should have. Mm-hmm. And so they had to kind of play for real for all four quarters. Um, I mean, I think they only won by, like, 14 points. <laughs> you know, so – if they were up another touchdown, I think Vic would have had a chance to throw a little. Also, Vic got smacked in the head and missed a big chunk of time in the second half, so that didn't help either. But so, you know, that, the other thing is that Michael Vick's going to be on the IR sometime in a few weeks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But you, I mean, so you have Geno though, so he'll probably. I mean, you have a so quarterback. My roster is a starting quarterback. Have the Jets had their bye already though? They haven't. Oh, uh, next. This is their last game before they go into the bye. So and you're starting Ryan Mallett next week. I'm starting right. You're right, actually. I didn't even think about that. I was going to say, I want to see how Vic plays this week against Pittsburgh, but I'm not even going to have a choice. 
Mallet is my starting quarterback in week 11. Yeah, unless you want to go with the position player. Um, so you, um, But you came out and said that you think Hudson and Priest are the best two teams in the league. You don't think yeah. you should be number one? No, I mean, my, I, I'm down on my team. I've had two media... I had one week where I think I had the lowest score, and then last week I was the third lowest score. That, that's not terribly encouraging. I, I'm down, like... I'm down on all the top teams. Like, I know I, know I haven't written anything in a while, but there's just... I don't know. Like, I look at your team. You, If DeMarco slows down or gets banged up, you're in yeah, serious trouble. I, I agree. I am. I, I think that my team is going to make the playoffs on the strength of the wins it already has. Well, you're almost pretty in hard already. To... You're in already. I pretty much. I mean, you could al- only... You could almost definitely lose out and still get in. Yeah, almost certainly. So I'll definitely make the playoffs, it seems like. Um, you know, I'm really hoping for that buy so my team just doesn't have to shoulder that much weight because I think that there's a good chance that come playoff time I'm going to get exposed pretty hard. Have you given up on Frank Gore as a starter? You think Chris Ivory's a better play? I, I think the problem with Frank Gore is that he's starting to get old and the offensive line for San Francisco is pretty bad and they're loading the box against them and either blitzing Kaepernick or stopping Hyde and Gore. Ivory is good. Ivory can get yards after first contact and... Yeah, the, Ivory's biggest problem is that the Jets are going to be going down early a lot, and they're going to bring in Johnson to be the pass-catching guy, and then Ivory's on the sidelines. I don't know who I'm actually going to start this week. I have Ivory in there for now. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, they both have decent-sized weaknesses um, that usually, even if they have a slightly below-average week, Murray has been playing well enough to kind of make up the difference. But yeah. I don't know. Now, Percy Harvin became interesting. When he was on Seattle... Well, last he was, week, sure. He was not. He was not doing anything. Now that he's with the Jets, I mean, I don't think last week is a sign of you know what he's going to be doing every week, obviously. But last week he had like what eleven for one twenty seven, one twenty nine. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't scored he, a touchdown on the year. Um, he's not real. Oh no, he has a rushing touchdown week too. But he doesn't have a receiving touchdown. Yeah, but eleven for one twenty nine, even. Even if he does two thirds of that or even half of that, I'd be perfectly happy. Is he going to return kicks for you guys also? He's returning kicks for us, but until he busts one, it doesn't do me a whole lot of good. But yeah, no, obviously, but you always have to. Yeah, actually, he actually should points. have returned one last week. <laughs> it was a funny play. I mean, he should have returned one at the end of the first half last week, and he got past almost everyone. And the punter didn't want to tackle him, so he stuck his leg out and like slowed him down. So he got tackled by somebody else, and the Chiefs took a fifteen-yard penalty, which I, did I guess that, was a actually. smart play. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never seen a punter actually have like the presence of mind to do that before. Yeah, well, some of them are smarter than others. Um, so, so where would you rank your team in the power? If you were doing power rankings right now, do you think you're number three right after those two? I'd say I'm probably fourth. Fourth. So you had yeah. you had Hudson number one. I no, I have Priest. Number oh, one. Priest number one. Now, did we go through Priest team? So Priest, yeah. Priest has Romo, Manning, and the running backs, Le'Veon Bell and Ahmad Bradshaw, and he's really solid there for sure. Um, Larry Donnell's been good at tight end. It's just. I mean, he doesn't have a good wideout on his team. Priest? No, he doesn't. You're right. Like Every team is flawed in some way this year. In fact, I'm looking at Priest wideouts right now. The highest one is ranked um, 29th. Reggie Wayne ranks 29th amongst wideouts. It's his highest wideout. So he doesn't have a top 25 wideout on his team. I mean, now I'm just looking down the other rosters. You know, Anton's team got my interest based on their point total, but... So, it's not, I mean, I'll, I'll give you Priest number one. I, I think he's earned it. Um, I'm, I want to look at Hudson now. Um, right. So, 
Yeah, oh, we talked we talked about him earlier, too. Yeah, we talked about him. He's got another yeah. team, right. Hudson's right. team is solid enough. And then who did you put at number three ahead of you? I'm, I'm looking to see who I could realistically do. I'm looking at the other teams. I mean, a lot of teams are, I don't know. You know, Lamb Chop got, you know, got hurt by losing Foles. Now he's starting Austin Davis. That's not going to go very well. I think Choir Boy's team. Yeah, um, I was going to say CB's team is, is looks decent. like might be better than mine. Um, it um, depends on what if, – if you think you're getting anything from Josh Gordon, I think his team actually looks pretty good all of a sudden. Um, especially like and, – and if Lacey – I mean, is Lacey – what do you make of him? Like he's had a couple good games. Like he was terrible at the beginning. And since he like, his last four, 29, 4, 12, and 25, like – so that's kind of all over the map. Yeah, but it's better than like six, seven, and three, which were his first ones. He's only hit a hundred yards once. He's not getting carries. It's high. He's getting like 12, 13 carries a game. Actually, you'd think he'd be getting a lot more than that. Um, Brady LaFell has been interesting. Brady's really gotten comfortable with him, and I mean, I don't think I could start him over any of the other three wideouts. Although Crabtree. Not so yeah, Crabtree hasn't done much, and Larry Fitzgerald, he—he's. He it could be a case of the name being more valuable than the player. It definitely was early on the season, and then Fuse dropped him. Um, right. He's actually leading the Cardinals in targets, but yeah, he's—he's he's not that. I mean, he's not athletic anymore. He doesn't win the battles he used to. He doesn't get open well enough. He's still decent on jump balls, and he makes tough catches, but he just doesn't separate that well at all. I watch a lot of Cardinals games with because of Palmer and Ellington this year. Right. Um, but but CB's up there. I, I think that seems a, a little more well rounded than mine. I think that's a playoff team. Actually, yeah. I mean, he's not bad anywhere. Alex Smith is good enough. If Matt Ryan plays well, if Matt Ryan plays like a a, a top QB one, I mean, we not of us picked him to be top ten going forward. But if he does, and he's got um, CB has a Seahawks D. Yeah. Was that a trade? Oh, Narf, watch your TV. What just happened? Just wait. I'm sure you'll see it in a second. Oh, who fumbled? I, I think that might have been Terrence West. I don't know, but he oh, fumbled right over the line, and then six other guys had a hard time picking it up. Wait, was it a touchdown or a fumble? I don't know. I'm still waiting. The refs are oh, talking. God, I'm going, I thought he crossed I'm, the plane with the ball. I'm going against Terrence West right now, so this will either be great or terrible for me. Oh, man, and they're calling offside. Oh, wait. It's a touchdown. They were saying uh, he was in anyway. Well, so they'll, 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 they'll review thing. it, though. Was it Terrence West? I thought it was Terrence West. Um, I don't know who 28. No, yeah, it was West. It was West. Yeah, okay. he, looked, he looked in from that. He, not in yet. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's close. That is, he's in. I mean, you can see because it hit, it's knocked loose on the Bengals helmet. The Bengals helmet is in the end zone. Yeah, this angle that I'm getting next will, yeah, it's a touchdown. He was in. Ball broke the plane, which yeah. is a really strange rule. It, it, there are a lot of football rules that don't make sense. but So anyway, interesting thing. This week, before I even knew I was going to be podcasting, I kind of just like was bored Sunday night after the game ended, and I wanted to see how the stats were going to shake out after the week's result. Or it was Monday night, I guess, not Sunday night. Um, and I like did a thing like looking ahead, who was playing who. CB and Lamb Chop played two weeks in a row, not starting next week. They played two weeks in a row in weeks... It's like two weeks in a row. In what? Weeks 11 and 12? In weeks 11 and 12. Which, well, that's interesting because we mixed... We randomized the weeks 12 and 13. Um, well, I'm playing Hudson two times the next four weeks. 
but not consecutively. I'm playing him this week, and I'm playing him week 13. Which yeah, is- I, I do the same with Lionel. I play Lionel this weekend in week 13. Yeah, you do. I'm looking at it right now. I have uh, a list of who plays who every week in front of me. Um, so, not that this is the most scientific means of doing this, but if you add up the place that each team is in right now, and you you know you sign 1 through 12 where the, the lower the aggregate number of the people you're playing is, mm-hmm. you're playing... The easiest schedule, you and Moose, each, you're, oh, I'm sorry, you're playing the second easiest. Yoni has the easiest. Yoni's opponents add up to 39. He's playing Fuse, who's in ninth, Lionel's in 12th, you're in 11th, and Anton's in 7th. Fucking Yoni, and he's already like three wins over where he should be right now. Uh, he's he's getting a, a bunch of easy teams going forward, or a bunch of lower-ranked teams going forward. Um, and then Moose has Anton, Noah, Fuse, and LC. And you've got Lionel, Hudson, Yoni, and Lionel. So if you beat Yoni, I mean, you could conceivably come away with at least three wins. And then Hudson... Well, the thing, I, you, I mean, if you ran the table, I, th- I think you'd have a chance of getting in. Well, that's, that's what I'm hoping for right now. I will say, I'm leading the league in points against for a second consecutive season. Yeah, now, I'm only, I'm, only point th- I'm only point three ahead of Anton. It's very close. Of course, it's me and Anton, one, two, and points against. Right, um, and it's not like I'm leading the league in points scored like last year. I'm 11th, but right. it just sucks. Like if I finish first in points against two years in a row, that's just yeah, fantasy that's, football. That's, that's uncanny. Fantasy football is just not fun sometimes when shit like yeah. that happens. But anyway, so I also I went back and looked. By the way, in in the entire time we've been playing this league, one time has a team made it to the playoffs with fewer than seven wins. Uh, so, Anton made it at six and seven, like three years yep, ago. That was the one time when I played him in the championship. Yeah, he one got time. it as a six seed, and that was your year yep. when you had Gronk when he was amazing. I think. Yep. You had Jordy Nelson, Breeze. You had Breeze and Eli. Breeze and Eli, right? Yeah, that was a ridiculous year for me. I'm just gonna say, I think it's pretty impressive that I can name your team from that. Yeah, year. Yeah, that that's incredible. You can name my team from I think four seasons ago, <laughs> and I probably couldn't name your team from this year. Like the last three seasons, I knew so much more about the league than I do right now. But I'm gonna catch back up. Um, yeah, but Starting. so anyway, to you basically that that indicates what everyone knows, which is that Lionel's done, and you fuse and moose need to run the table. All right. So my next question was: Right now, we've got six teams at over five hundred or better. Yeah. Which of those six do we think is the best chance of missing the playoffs, falling out? Probably Lamb Chop. I completely agree, especially with the Foles injury. Um, Foles injury and the fact that he's playing CB twice. And I think CB has the better team. He he could easily take two losses to CB. At that point, he'd be at six and six in a best case scenario. Now he does and have R- that, he does have RG three back. He's better than his. He has RG three back. I don't know what you think of. I mean, that's nothing. I, I think nothing of RG three. <laughs> yeah, I don't much either. I mean, he had seventeen last week. At least that's a starting. He, you can start him in a two quarterback league. Oh like, yeah, you can. So that I mean that that's a little help for Foles, and theoretically he gets Monty Ball back. I don't know if we think he's even going to start not anymore. Be the top guy there. He's going to be playing second fiddle to Hellman. You think? I think they pretty much announced as much. Oh, did they? I think. I mean, I don't know that they've come out and said, but I think they pretty much said that they have no plans on replacing Hellman because he's been playing so well this year. Yeah, good point. Um, well, Hellman hasn't been a, the first couple of games. He wasn't that good, but he's come on pretty strong. Um. I, I could have picked him up also. There was that one waiver wire week where there were Andre Williams when it looked like he would be good. Uh, Brandon Oliver and San Diego and Ronnie Hillman all went on waivers the same week. 
And I had the number one claim that week. I've been saving it all season, and I went Andre Williams, and it was so stupid. Yeah. And I would have much rather had either of those other two dudes. But anyway, um, so Lamb Chop's team is really just Jordy Nelson and Matt Forte. I mean, that's yeah. his whole team. And if we we both said, I think we think Randall Cobb is probably the better wide out there going forward. Agreed. Um, so Forte is going to be great, but who, who, does anyone else on Lamb? I mean, starting Blake Boyles and Austin Davis this weekend, like yeah, I, I know. I, I think Lamb Chop's missing the playoffs, which I don't think anyone would be upset about. Oh, no one will be upset about it. Um, but, I mean, um, maybe Lamb Chop, but I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, he might want a year off. Like, like I'd be thrilled to play this. This team is five and four. If I could pick any team in the league to play this week, it'd probably be this team. Yeah. I mean, those, those quarterbacks and I mean, starting Bobby Rainey, I guess, did he, he was all right last week. He had 19 for 87, but still, I mean, I'm not really worried about that. All right, so you think Lamb Chop is the most likely to fall out. Who do you think is most likely to take his spot then? Yeah, um, so that's what I was thinking about. I, at think first, I Anton? wanted to say Anton, but I don't know. His, team, his team's been scoring a lot lately, but I don't know. Russell Noah's Wilson team. and Noah's Mark Sanchez. Yikes. Uh, well, he's got... No, no, I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm going to stick with Anton. So Anton's got Rivers on by. So bring Rivers back, and he's got Rivers and Russell Wilson, which are which are pretty solid quarterback pairing, even though now they were just like Wilson that much. Um, right. He's got McCoy and Hillman. I was saying I think McCoy could be good. You were saying Hillman's been great. So he's actually pretty good in those spots. Um. Well, yeah, yeah, Hillman's actually been better than he, I thought. Anton, Anton's finding a way in. Um, it, it's his wideouts. Oh, oh, he's got T.Y. Hilton on. Actually, this is a good he's team. Making, he's making plays. Anton no, has a good sorry. team. Yeah. Sorry about that, Narf. No problem. No problem. All, right. All right. So, so Anton, all right, we're, we're still on Anton's team. All right, we're still on Anton's team. So Anton is going to hate me for saying this because he does not yeah. like it when his team gets hyped. But I just looked through his whole roster. This is the best team in the league. Wow. So look at who he has on by. He's got depth at every position. So yeah, he does. Look at his quarter. He, he goes quarterbacks, Wilson, Rivers, and Sanchez on the bench. That's good. Yeah, it is. He, running backs, McCoy and Hillman with, with Lamar Miller on the bench. Lamar Miller is number nine right now. That's good. Yeah. And then his wideouts, when they're not on by, he's starting T.Y. Hilton, Brandon Marshall, DeAndre Hopkins. With, with Mohamed Sanu, who's been very good on the bench. Like, he's great everywhere. Yeah, he's got a very good team. His schedule going forward is Moose, Fuse, Priest, Yoni. So Moose and Fuse are two terrible teams. Yeah, he, he can pick up two wins there and get to six and five. And then who was the last two? Priest and Yoni. If he can get one win against Priest or Yoni, he's in the playoffs. And Yoni's team's not that good. Yoni's team's not that good. Yoni's team is like mine in that he's banked enough wins to be safe. So his issue is this week, um, I mean he's got two of his wideouts. Um, on by, so that hurts him. Um, and Rivers on by, so this who's he play this week? Moose. He plays. Yeah, he plays Moose this week. Uh, that's it's a tough week for him because of the buys. Um, I wonder what who's projected to win that. Um, so where's Anton? Um, he's still projected to beat Moose. If Anton gets through this week with like six players on by, he's a really good team. Well, Anton, I see he's getting a lot. Of, uh, he's getting a lot of points from the Browns D, which is nice. He's getting nothing out of Sanu. Yeah, they just flashed the graphic. It's almost into the third quarter. Andy Dalton is seven for twenty-four for fifty-five yards, and AJ Green is playing in this game. Yeah, there's no excuse. And I don't care. Just, Cleveland has a good pass D, but Cincinnati's at home. Like you have to have more than fifty-five fucking yards. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know what's wrong with Cleveland. I'm not Cleveland. I'm sorry, with Cincinnati. The, 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 they they look like the best team in the AFC other than Denver for the first month. And then New England. They're going to miss Washington. the playoffs. Um, well, they still only have two losses. Even after this, they're five, three, and one. That that tie could end up helping them if they get to like ten, five, and one. I don't know. Ten, yeah. Well, I don't know if they can do it, but I don't know that that's happening, right? But, um, but if as, they get ten wins, they're making the playoffs in the, right, in the ten, AFC. There's no question. Ten, five, and one will get them in. Nine, six, and one will not get them in. No chance. They, they have to hit ten wins. Um, Probably yeah. So Anton, so let's let's um. So Noah's the other four and five team. Um, now he's last in points scored, last in expected wins. Um, yep. He's had some bad luck in that he missed AJ Green for a lot of time, and Jimmy Graham has been banged up. Um, but I'm trying to think if I think he's he's only a game out right now. Um, he's only a game out right now, but here he is getting two point six points from AJ Green in a week that he has to win. It's definitely a must win for him. Um, it's a must win game. His top wideout is doing absolutely nothing through three quarters. Uh, so he has Mike Evans, who's been playing better. Decker's been all right. Um, he's got De- Alfred Morris. Decker's playing that anemic offense. Yeah, he's got Alfred Morris on the bench, who, who's been solid enough. Um, Cutler and Tannehill. Like, if Jimmy Graham and A.J. Green were, were playing very well, I don't think this is a great team, but I think he, he'd be a, de- a good enough team to, to challenge a playoff spot. Um, I don't know, but... He's probably going to lose this week without AJ Green. Um, he's probably going to lose this week. Then he's, in, say, then, I mean, then he's in a position where he has to win out. Welker and Patterson have both been terrible for him. Um, yeah, his running backs, even with Alfred Morris, I guess his running backs are pretty bad. Um, depends on, um, I guess, what you think Anthony Dixon's going to do in Buffalo. But Fred Jackson's actually, yeah, he hasn't done anything. And Fred Jackson might come back this week or next week. Yeah, I, I think I think Jackson is more likely to come back than um, yeah. than Spiller. So I, was, I would say Noah. I think Noah got to four and one also and has lost four straight. Um, That's exactly what's happened. I looked he that up. really needs Cutler Tannehill to just and Tannehill's been giving him everything he can, and Noah's still been this bad. So I don't know. So I don't Noah's, know what else Noah's, he can hope for. Noah's playing Elsie this week, and then he's got Moose. Graham's got a tough schedule if he has any chance of making the playoffs because he's playing three teams directly ahead of him. Or he's playing all four teams, excuse me, that are directly ahead of him. Um, he's playing the four teams ahead of him. Yeah, and so Moose's team isn't bad either. So let's just, let's just touch on everyone just to give everyone a little playoff. Moose, by the way, I think we have to note that Moose got the worst luck of the season. Um, Moose, Moose should be four and five and in, 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 and in eighth place right now. Yeah, and I mean, one win makes a huge difference. You're right. Um, so let's, let me let me pull up Moose's team. Actually, um, Fuse is ahead of him in the standings. Well, they're both tied at three and six. Moose. So Moose is Jamal Charles, who's coming yeah. on. He's got Eli. Has been playing well. Andy Dalton, who is not playing well because he's terrible. Yeah. Um, but then he's got like Steve Smith and Emmanuel Sanders. Those are two late round picks that have been great for him, wideout wise. Yep. Um, Who's he on his? He's got Orton on his bench. Yeah, honestly, I might be starting Orton over Andy Dalton. Um, I mean, it's easy to say that now with how bad Dalton looks tonight. But uh, on paper, Orton against KC is a far worse matchup than Dalton against Cleveland. Yeah, you're right. And he's I got mean, that him. hasn't been reality, but it's what it looked like. And he's got Mark Ingram healthy again, coming off 200 yard games. He's got Deshaun on the bench. This is actually Moose doesn't have a bad team at all. No, he doesn't. If he had gotten that win that he should have, theoretically, well, I shouldn't say he should have, but then it looked like he had. 
then I think Moose would be th- that would really shake things up because at that point Priest would actually be in he'd be he and Hudson would flip, but then Priest would be in this four and five, five and four mess, and so would Moose, and then you'd have six teams with either four or five wins. So if if the records were irrelevant going forward and Moose was starting Kyle Orton here, I think this is a top two or three team, honestly. Am I crazy to say that? I think this team is is better than yours, better than Yoni's, better than Hudson's. His, his, uh, wide, his wideouts and running backs are really good. Yeah. and he's this, got, this team is better than my team for certain. I mean, it depends. Steve Smith, I think, is definitely coming down. Like, yeah, he hasn't had a great game in three weeks. But if, if you've got Steve Smith to go with Emmanuel Sanders and Deshaun, I think that, that's, that's plenty good. He, he goes three quarterbacks deep that start that are somewhat competent. And then Jamal Charles and Mark Ingram might be the best backfield going forward in the league. Um, and Greg Olson's been solid enough at tight end. I, Moose, has think, a good, Moose is a good team, Moose. I'm sorry, because I always think you suck at fantasy football. Somebody else just had... Uh, oh, CB's backfield is better than Moose's. Lacey, Lacey Lynch? Lynch? I would take Lacey Ooh, Lynch. I don't know about that. Um, I, I'm not tracking bets or really anything this year so far, but... I would take Charles and Ingram going forward right now over Lacey Lynch. All right. I don't even think it's that close. I might track that. We don't have to put any money on it, but I'm going to remember that. Um, all right. So Moose is yeah. He's he needs to win. He's another team that needs to win out. Also, I mean, like, well, th- th- that's the thing. You've got a lot of you've got a lot of decent teams in that seven through yeah, seven through eleven. You've got a bunch of decent teams, but they all are going to play each other, and they all need to kind of win out. So yeah. two weeks from now, the playoff picture is obviously – I mean, goes without saying it's going to be clear, but, like, some people's seasons will be over two weeks from today. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, we I'm, won't have six teams realistically competing for, for three spots. No, of course not. <laughs> um, I'm going to pull up Fuse real quick. Um, I haven't looked at this team in forever. I hope it's not going to surprise me and make me like it, but I don't think it will. <laughs> um, actually, I played him last week, so I know a lot of what he has. Um, so Fuse has... I mean, he's got Drew Brees. Um, it always annoys me when people put... The, you, put the your better, better quarterback, in the, quarterback in the QB spot. spot. Exactly. Um, take pride in that. Don't put Drew Brees in the OP spot. Um, he's got Brees and Hoyer. I mean, that that's fine. Hoyer's um, got to be having a decent night tonight. No, it's it's been all really? mostly the running game. Um, Hoyer tonight. Yeah, nine point six points. I guess not. He's got one ninety and no touchdowns. Um, yeah, well, that's Brian Hoyer. And they don't have a lot of reason to throw anymore with a twenty-one point lead in the fourth. No, they're going to be running it straight through. So Fuse, his running backs, Geo and Reggie Bush, um, they've both been banged up. Um, yep. Geo's not playing tonight. I don't love either of them that much. Um, his wideouts, he has Golden Tate. Who's been really good? I mean, Calvin Johnson's coming back. Sammy Watkins has been very good with Orton under center. Um, Torrey Smith, eh, I don't really like. Martavis Bryant's been good, but I don't know if it lasts. I mean, this isn't a terrible team, um, but I don't know. Like, I, I like, like I got excited over Moose's team. I'm not getting excited over this team at all. No, really. look, like, it's this, a this it's a slightly like, below aver- it's a slightly below average team that's slightly overperformed. Yeah. But no, I, I take that back. Three and six is exactly where this I think, that, I think this be. is a three and six team. I'm looking at uh, this is a three and six team. Fuse's expected wins are three point four five, so that's basically a three and six team. I mean, he's like 
right, right. on his expected wins right there. Um, so, right, so this is a three and six team that's not likely to run, you know, yeah. run the table and make the playoffs. And like, if Gio, like, he doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have like a spark coming back to really help his team. I mean, Reggie Bush is healthy, but he's, I don't know, he's not a game changer. Gio, I don't know how much longer he's out for, but I think it's over if he's lose this week anyway. If any of the three win teams lose this week, it is over. Yeah, that's correct. Um, don't remind me about it. Um, yeah. We've already, we already talked about my team at the beginning. Um, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to just say it. Like, I think, I mean, I made this point a bunch of times. So I think Moose, Anton, and Narf have the most talented rosters in the league right now. And two of those teams, maybe all three of those teams missed the playoffs. Moose, Anton, Narf? Yeah, I think those are the three best rosters in the league right now. I think Anton's making the playoffs. I don't think you and Moose are only because... I agree with you. I think Anton Putting four in a row down the stretch is is really freaking hard. I'm getting my first-round pick back. I've been playing without a first-round pick for like six weeks. That's true, but well... But I've got Brady and Vereen on bye. I have to get through the Brady bye this week. Uh, so we have to hope all Josh McCown can do that. And then... um. The already eliminated team, we can give Lionel a little bit of um, of love and go through his team. Lionel, he was insisted he drafted a great team. Um, it, I'll admit, like preseason, his first five picks did actually stack up, did look really well, um, or really good, really well, doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, his wideouts have been, like Pierre Garçon and Vincent Jackson have been super disappointing. Yeah. Cam Newton. The, the mistake he made was Cam Newton as a second quarterback over. It's not, it's not a mistake. I mean, if you have Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers, no. I, back I, in August, if you told me I had Rodgers and Newton as quarterback, I'd be over the moon about it, my quarterbacks. Uh, I would not have taken Newton this year over any of Brady, Romo, Ryan, Rivers. He's been a definitely top those four. What, the last two years, but you, I don't know. It's. It's so easy to say now, but like I think a lot of people thought preseason this was Cam Newton. This was not his year. Like Steve Smith's gone. His entire receiving core is gone. He's got entirely new wideouts, and I know Calvin Benjamin's been good. Yeah, but, but entirely new wideouts. He was coming to the year injured, and we all know he needs to run to be productive. Um, right. Like you're right, Rodgers and Newton isn't terrible, but if you could say Rodgers and Rivers or Rodgers and Brady, I think even preseason you would have rather had that. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, and Arian Foster, like he got Arian Foster at the end of the second round for a reason. Like he, we all know he could be this good, but he's gonna miss games being hurt. Like that just right. happens every year, so that's to be expected. And then his wideouts just both kind of bombed. I've never liked Vincent Jackson. I did think Garcon would be good. Um, I'm a little surprised he's that Deshaun's taken that much away from him. Um, but I don't know, not much else to say. I mean, Joyke Bell's been okay. He's got Brandon Oliver. Uh, who's on by this week? I mean, his, his, his season's over. Like he could win out. His season's over. Yeah, I mean, his season's over. I'm just curious to see his schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, I just beat him last week because everybody was on by for him then too. He lost with 133. That's you know unfortunate. He lost with 56. That's not. A, oh wait, no, I take that back. He won. He beat Noah that week. He won his two games. He had decent games. He put up one. 178 one week, which is really impressive. I, I mean, Lionel's at three. He lost with 136. He lost with 122 and a half. He lost with 125. I mean, that, that's pretty crappy luck. He's, um, so he's at 3.77 expected wins, which doesn't sound like a lot, but assuming you round up what you do, that's four wins. Like, he's played like a four and five team. Yeah. Um, now, I still, even still if he was four, some luck. 
Yeah, even yeah. if he was four and five right now, I wouldn't say he'd have a great shot at the playoffs because his roster's not in great shape with Arian Foster banged up. Right. But I mean, he's been his team has been better than Noah, who's two wins up or yeah, two wins up on him. So. Yeah, no, he is. He, wow, and another Dalton pick. Oh, oh my, he's terrible. Uh, this is why they. This is why there's no love for this guy. Oh my god! Wow, he would not go down. Oh, oh and then he fumbled. Did he? Oh, I hope he did. Maybe I don't know. Because <laughs> I do not want to see a fucking Terrence West rushing touchdown right now. That that really. I don't know who's got the ball. Uh, the refs are pointing. Cleveland still has the ball. Man, Dalton's bad. Um, all right, so I mean, that's pretty. I, good. I, I thought that Cleveland was going to give Cincy a good game. I didn't think that Cleveland was going to blow them out in their own building. No. I don't think anyone would have thought this. I mean, Cincy, oh, this is Cincy was favored in this game. Uh, look at Cleveland getting to... What are they going to be 6-3 and three when they win, right? 6-3. and three. Who would have thought? After firing everyone last year. Uh, all right. So, I mean, we went through every team. We agreed on a lot of them. Um, we'll see. I'd be... If, I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to root for Moose now. Like, I, obviously, I would love myself to run the table, but if either me or Moose makes the playoffs, that'll be a good story that I'd like to like to see happen. Because um, I think those are both good teams. But anyway, you want to do some Tron ranks, Vigo? Close it out? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Um, this week's Tron rank is pretty simple. Top three, bottom three Trons you would want to coach your son's Little League team. Oh, man, that's great. All right. Little League Baseball. We'll start with, uh, what do we do? We do bottoms first, right? We do bottom three first? Yeah, I think we usually do bottom three first. All right. Well, bottom, bottom is definitely Fuse. Okay. Fuse um, knows his baseball. I'm not saying he doesn't know his baseball, but I feel like Fuse would get too intense with little kids. He might. I actually don't have Fuse on my bottom list, but I, I, I see it. it. It's a fine pick. Um, Same thing with Lamb Chop. Ah, not that. necessarily... Not necessarily too intense, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't think Lamb Chop would do well. I, I don't see Lamb Chop, like, coaching a Little League baseball. No, neither do I. Like, that just doesn't work. And then the third one? Um, that's tough. I don't know. Uh, no, let me think about the third one. Give your three. I, I have to think about the third one for a second. That's never been done before, Vigo. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll All right. do it for you because you've been a good host coming back from my break, although you have taken like four pauses so far. Um, yeah. All right. So I, I'm going – I've got an all Tron chat bottom, actually. I've got Lamb Chop, definitely. Um, I've got Lionel on my bottom here because he'll just be like way too snarky and sarcastic for these kids and like won't get into it. Like he'll just be too cool about it and – not right. not taking Lionel for this. Um, I've also got Ant on the bottom. Also, um, it's just like I don't think it. I, I can't see Anton getting through to like a bunch of like six or seven year olds playing little league. Like I don't really think that'll be his thing. Like he won't have the patience for it. And I don't even know if he knows. He does know baseball, I guess, but he's rushing. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't equal over. So I've got yeah. Lamb Chop, Lionel, Anton sweeping the bottom three. Yeah, all right, so that's not bad. Anton, I definitely can see the logic on that. Um, you know, I feel like the same reason you gave for Lionel is what I'd give for Priest with the sarcasm. I don't see Priest being able to take it seriously enough to care. And Priest knows probably as much about baseball as anyone in here, um, if not the most. That's a fair uh, point. I don't know. I, I, I could see Priest. I think Priest could control sarcasm more than Lionel could maybe, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and then... The top three, 
Not that he even gives a shit. Oh, did you say you Priest was your choice? Yeah, Priest is my, oh, okay. my choice for the third bottom. Okay, top top three tries. My top three, not that he cares about baseball, but I would put Moose up there just because he's the only one here who I think would actually just not get upset with the children. You know what? I don't know. Remember Moose? Actually, yeah, no, Moose playing ultimate. What do you th- I'm not sure what you're thinking of. Yeah, I'm not sure about that now. I, you know, Moose would lose his temper once during the season, and it would scar those children. I'm, I'm going to stick with him, but I didn't really okay. – I'm so far removed from playing an organized sport with Moose that I forgot how intense he can get. So now your son's childhood is being scarred by his little league coach. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, I'd put you up there simply because I think any chance you get with uniforms, you're going to do something good with. It could be the worst team in the league, but they'd be the best-looking team in the league. No, we'd, we'd be good. Um, no, I, I worked at a, as, like, a camp counselor, a sports camp, for, like, a long time, like, seven summers. Like, I'm really good at, like, coaching little kids, actually. So, good pick, Figo. Thank you. I can, I can see that. And then I'd give Hudson the third one, again, because Hudson just knows a lot about baseball and would probably be fairly good-natured about it. Not bad. I've actually got three. I've got a completely different top three. Um, I think this is a good question. I think a lot of people would probably be good at this. Um so my my easy number one first choice is Noah Ryback, I think. I think he's got the combination of baseball down as well as anyone. And I think this dates back to when I asked, like I did like that first grade teacher question. Like I, I think Noah would just be super patient. Like kids would understand him. He like connect on their level. Um, I don't know. I think they'd really like him. I think Noah would be really good at this. Um, somewhat along the same lines, although without any baseball knowledge, I've got Frogger in my top for this. Um, <laughs> I forgot that we can pick Frogger. <laughs> yeah, I, like I don't know. Like if 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 my son like you'd want him to have like a fun season. Like I'm not you're not going to be like the parent who thinks your kid's going to make the majors probably. So right. like I don't know. I think like Frogger would be really fun at like coaching kids. Like he doesn't have to know the sport. Like also like to coach little league baseball. Like you're not doing like <laughs> double swaps <laughs> or like whatever you're doing. You're not like drawing pinch runners. Like you're literally just like. You don't need to know anything about baseball. Frogger could do that fine. Um, I have you in my top, Figo. Um, I think I think you do a good job. You know your baseball stuff. Like, you don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, you laugh at yourself. Um, I think the kids can dig on that. I appreciate it. All right. That was Tron Ranks. Um, yeah. It's a pretty long podcast. And I didn't even ask you, um, which is completely out of order, like, I know you're engaged now. Does everyone in the league know that? I forget if it's been announced. You've been engaged for a while, I guess. Yeah, since June. I don't know if ever, I don't know what everyone knows, but um, yeah. Well, congr- that. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And um, what's, what's what's the magical day again? It's like in February, right? It's February eighth. Yeah. Right. I thought that was Super Bowl weekend at first. When it's I first not. Saw the so it's funny that you. I, I knew that. you wouldn't be stupid enough to do that. Right. Well, so the first thing that my dad said to me when I was looking at dates in that that date range. The, the one thing he said to me was, if you pick Super Bowl Sunday, no one will come to your wedding. My response was, I wouldn't go to my wedding on that day. Yeah, I mean, no, you can't you have to be an idiot. You can't do Super Bowl Sunday. So you still got, what's that, like four months out? Three. Oh, yeah. It, it gets, it like starts getting there real quick. Like, uh, I, you know, yeah, right. I finalized everything. So now I'm kind of like in between the, the stuff that you have to plan long term and the stuff that you can only do short term. Yep. So yep. I know it's that. It's nice yeah. to have that break. But I know that it's coming again. So you're not picking photographers during the draft anymore? Not anymore. No, that's done. That was done a while ago. <laughs> okay. Um, fair point. I mean, I still... Did you have to really do that that night? You couldn't have done that any other night? 
You know what it was? It was that I, I told her to schedule it that night without remembering that it was the draft. And then, like, three days before I realized it was the draft, and I was like, shit, I can't reschedule this thing. I have to multitask it. Yeah, all right. Well, I, I will hey, say, so like, far it's worked out okay for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Like, the gap from getting all the, the major stuff done to the details is really nice. The, my problem was, like, I just, like, had in my mind, oh, like, yeah, I have so much time before I have to start planning the small details. And it was, like, three weeks out. We hadn't done fucking anything. And then, like, I just kind of went crazy and then, like, haven't had any time to do anything else, like, leading up to the wedding. But, right. yeah, so you'll get there. It works. Um, cool. And you're, like, you're full-time lawyering? So, yeah, I also, I guess a lot's happened. Uh, yeah, a month ago I started a new job full-time lawyering. Congrats. Um, yeah, thank you. It's it's been good. I actually it's nice because I'm work, I'm still working in Jersey, so I don't have much of a commute. Um, it's just been really annoying hours. Like long? Yeah, like fifty five, sixty hour a week type thing. Do you, you don't get paid overtime? I assume since you're like a no, employee. I don't. I don't think anybody gets paid overtime for this kind of a, for for like a white yeah. collar job. All right. I oh. wish that would be awesome. Then I'd work. Even more. <laughs> I mean, I work like 70, 80 hours a week, Vigo. You just got to do what you got to do. How's, uh, how's Uber doing these days? Um, we're pretty good. We're worth about a bajillion trillion dollars. That's not an exaggeration. I was, was going to say, is that, is that actually a valuation? It's, it's my valuation. It's pretty much the fastest growing company of all time. Faster <laughs> than Facebook, Amazon, Google, any of those companies that people think were, were like big shots. Like, just wait till we see what Uber does. So the one thing that I that I read about Uber in the last few months was that in in Manhattan there was a big issue with people just getting into cars that they thought were their Uber cars. <laughs> oh god, that's one of my favorite stories. Like, <laughs> but it was just a random stranger's car. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like that went around the country. Like and like people like chimed in that. Yeah, it's actually hilarious. It started a trend, and it's always drunk white girls. Is what everyone yeah. says of just like drunk, obnoxious white girls getting in random people's cars. And like sitting down and buckling the seatbelts and thinking it's an Uber, it's just a regular dude. It's yeah. actually hilarious. I mean, it's a great idea, but I guess that's the one the one flaw that it really has. I mean, is it that has it other flaws than, than that? But I mean, well, I, I don't so, know. You know, what? I've actually never done an Uber. You know what? If you don't want some, if you don't want a stranger getting in your car, lock your fucking doors when you're driving. Well, don't most cars have that as a safety feature? Once you accelerate to a very low speed, the cars automatically lock anyway? I would think so. Like, if you're at a stop sign, you shouldn't just have your doors unlocked for anyone to get in. Like, I, I, I know that the car that I drive, when I get to 25 miles an hour, it locks every time, and it stays locked unless I unlock it. And I don't go many places without driving 25 miles an hour. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I mean, I think that's a funny side effect, but it hasn't happened to me ever. Uh, maybe it will one day. Um all right, cool. Vigo, good podcast. Um, I wish you, I guess I wish you luck making the playoffs because you're not a threat to me. I don't need you to lose out because I can't catch you anyway. Not really, no. Uh, it's, it's like the five and four teams I really need to start losing out. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going to start rooting for Mark Sanchez. Um, I'll let you know if I need to kill myself after doing that. Good luck with that. Um, I don't know how I stayed alive. Priest's thing from earlier today was great, by the way. Yeah, most You can yourself with your hard liquor of choice. All right, cool. Um, good luck. I'll talk to you later, man. Talk to you soon, Narf. See ya. Yeah.